0: Welcome to this special New Year edition of the County Live podcast with me, Martin Johnston and Chris Ridgway. Firstly, Chris sat down with manager Jim Gannon. To pick over the Alfreton game and look forward to the reverse fixture on New Year's
1: Day. Jim Gannon, thanks very much for joining us. As ever, training's just finished. It's a little bit earlier than a usual Thursday evening, but just talk us through your thoughts on the Alfreton victory last weekend. Um,
2: really, really pleased. Um, again, I was a bit concerned that, like the Curzon game, that we were uh, the best team, um, the best opportunities, the best chances, um, and you know we got the one 0 win this time. Um, perhaps deserve more, but um, the, the least we should have got out of the game is a win, and uh, I was pleased with that.
1: I want to speak about a few different players, but I want to start just by mentioning Callum Mantak. Uh, he's come away with a horrible injury. We've seen the report on the website now, say it doesn't look good. He could possibly be out for the rest of the season. Just, just give us a little bit of assessment of how Callum is and how he's how he's doing after that injury.
2: Yeah, I, I went to see him a couple of nights after the injury, um, and the staff got to see him, and um, it was a long process in hospital because initially. Um, Obviously, there was a, a, a displaced fracture. Uh, the uh, the fibula was broken and displaced, and that caused a problem with the ankle being dislocated. Um, so initially, you wanted to let the swelling settle down, uh, put everything back in place. I think they call it manipulation, back into place manually. Uh, they can only do that when the swelling's gone down. And when everything settles down, then they sent him for an operation the next day to, to plate the uh, fibula just to give it that extra security that it heals properly. Um I think he'll be getting out of hospital soon enough and uh, it'll be six weeks non-weight-bearing um, and he should make a full recovery, but it's a it's a, a season-ending uh, injury for him.
1: Obviously, it's the second injury like this in recent weeks, maybe not to the same extent, but it's a tackle that maybe is not completely necessary. Callum's running towards the corner. and I don't want to put it on Alfredton. I don't think they were a particularly dirty team, but it's, the tackle seems unnecessary.
2: Um, Look, whether a tackle's necessary or necessary, I think think we think tackles is the way you win balls. I mean, even if you'd made a tackle, we'd have had a throw-in. I try to educate my players in terms of the value of tackling. Uh, I think the game's changing dramatically in terms of the perception of referees towards some tackles. Um, You know, there was one recently where I think Pogba got sent off because of where his foot ended up and it looks worse, Um, but I've played in an era where people go over the top, play a piece of the ball, uh, deliberately try to put people out of games. I've seen this year with some of the FC United players, the tackles they've made, which has deliberately and intentionally tried to put a player out of the game, whether that be Gary Stopford or Jimmy Ball, Um, and uh, like I said, I've tried to change the culture. When I came back from Ireland, um, I've been a big fan of, the fair play and and playing the game in the right manner, the right spirit, and making sure that, despite the referees' role within it, the players have a respect to each other. Um, if you look at the stats of the young lad Keane, he's not that type of player. I'm told, but he's a he's a poor tackler, he's a fouler, um, he gets yellow cards, so he obviously makes challenges that are reckless or or dangerous to other players. Um, but I think in this particular case, uh, the first minute again, the, the ball's gone to Callum. He's turned it around the corner. The lad's gone for the back of him. Um, perhaps that's a yellow card. But the referee plays on. Jimmy Ball puts a cross in. Darren Stevenson nearly scores. Referee doesn't go back and book the lad. So the lad probably feels I can put another checker. You know, he can keep making them tackles until he gets his yellow. Um, hopefully, trying to disturb the flow of the player he's up against. If he can't handle him by fair means. It's part of football, and, and unfortunately, for those who want to see the game played in the right manner and want to see skill develop and the game being all about the qualities of players against the, the other players who are trying to stop the qualities of players, then it's a it's a poor sight to see such a situation developing this game. And uh, the dilemma with the football league, uh, the, the the national leagues, created that you play these teams back to back, and um, you know it'll be very very raw going into this game if that player plays in this match um, because. Um, like I said, he's left one of our players and one of our friends and one of the people we care about in hospital and in pain.
1: On that topic of playing the same team the week after, obviously that that means we're up against Alfreton in a couple of days. And going into that game, knowing that Alfreton have tackles like that in their locker, does it change your approach to it in any way? Do, do you maybe tell your players to be a bit more cautious, or can you not can you not alter for for elements like that?
2: Well, I don't I don't know how players' mindsets change. Um, Look, I've, I've had broken legs. I've had an ACL. I've had my ankle rebuilt. I've had all the parts of me rebuilt as part of the game. Still played 500 plus, get 505 games for Stockport. As I said to their management team, who said, like, you've made tackles like that in your day. I've played 505 games at Stockport, never been sent off. Um, and that's a, an incredible stat when you consider the game, how it evolved with professional fouls and last man tackles and all that. Um, I don't think Alfred would be going out to... Um, disturb us we played the, the Paul Lambert teams and they tried to kick the kids up in the air and disturb the play and you do get teams like that I've seen international teams do that too, when they've not got the ability to match somebody's quality to, do, to break the game up and disturb it I see the pundits talk about that on match of the day and it's incredible you know that they, yeah. they don't advocate quality football and uh, quality defending um Look, I don't think that's going to be a key feature of the game. I think um, if anything comes out of it, maybe the the players realise that there's a there's a physical edge to the game. But we have to be careful because I think nobody wants to break anybody's leg. I think people realise now that maybe sometimes your challenges are unnecessary. Maybe sometimes your challenges um, endanger people. So maybe, if anything, that the Alfredton players will be a bit more respectful of the fact of the value of tackling and, and defending properly properly. Um, it's, I don't think the game's going to be about the tackling or the fear of tackling. I think our players, all I want my players to do is just do what they did in the first half here. Uh, loads of energy, very positive football, very slick, quick, uh, sharp attacking. If we can find a little bit of quality around the edge of the box, we could be really ruthless and, and um, put this game uh, beyond Alfredton. But it's going to be a completely different game. We're playing on Alfreton's patch. They've learned a lot about us. Um, they've slipped towards the relegation zone, uh, they may change tactically because they were quite brave here playing a four-two-four. So there's a lot of elements come into play that we've had to digest in the last two training sessions, but ultimately we're all about, uh, we've got some fantastic attackers at the moment who are really enjoying their football and what we want to do is get the ball to them quickly as possible and get them at the back four as quickly as possible. If we do that, we've got a great chance of winning the game.
1: Obviously, because of the way the Christmas fixtures fall, we haven't actually spoken like this since before the Curzon-Ashton game. And one highlight from both of those players, I think it's fair to say he's probably got the Stoppour County man of the match in both games, is Darren Stevenson. All of a sudden, he looks like a new signing. He looks unstoppable. Well, I
2: wouldn't say he looks like a new signing. Obviously, we were aware that when we signed him, and there's a big debate out about giving players a year contract, two-year contracts. We know that Darren is... um, Got some tremendous qualities, qualities that got him twenty goals a season at this level. Got him moved to a higher level. Uh, he's had a tough year at Tranmere, and he's had a tough start here because he is uh, carrying some bits and pieces from previous years. Um, we've had the same process with Adam Thomas. We've had the same process with our matches. You know, we're going to have the same process with other players that get serious injuries in terms of rehabbing them physically, um, mentally, psychologically. And then tactically embed him into a way we want to play. And I think um we've been very patient and persevered with, with with Darren and it's uh you know, it's paying off. Um, you know, there's a lot of work done behind the scenes when players are out of form to make sure that they get there. And you know, Darren's there now and there's other players that you know we're working really hard with, you know, constantly talking to Bowen and Sam Walker and other players at the club that we feel if we can get them anywhere near their best. We'll be a hell of a side and we won't be on the edge of the playoffs we'll be in it and we will be winning it if we can get all of our players at the best and that's the man management and the kind of the work that has to be done behind the scenes and i think that um credit to our staff uh and the way that we've managed darren and that we've gotten where we want to get him and he's worked hard to get himself here and uh like i said just we, we just want to enjoy that now um He's a player that we had a lot of confidence would do something for us this year. It's been a slow start for him, but that's understandable with the history. Now we're all looking at the future as being very bright with Darren on the side.
1: We've heard the the term and the expression uh, in recent seasons or in previous seasons uh, about Jim Gannon teams getting better after Christmas. Well, Christmas is now out of the way. We're moving into this New Year's Day fixture. What more can we expect from your team over the next six months or so?
2: I, I don't know. I think, uh, like I said, whether it be, I mean, sometimes your, your squad changing and it's beyond your control. I mean, when I when inherited the team in 2006, uh, the, the first thing the club did was sell the top goal scorer. The year we got promoted, we sold the, the top goal scorer and yelled in one month and the club captain the following month and we still went up at Wembley. And i like to think that the, the secret really is just making sure that all your players, all your squad players and all the players at the club are growing and developing. And then if they all are, The team's only going to be better and stronger as you go forward from week to week. And, you know, I was at the kids' match yesterday and they had a fantastic display against Salford and beat them 7-0 and uh, just think that the growth that they've had in the last six months. So we're we're really optimistic and positive about where those players are going to go in the next six months. I think we've seen some great signs of growth within certain players at our team and the team itself. But breaking that down a little bit more specifically, uh, we had a... We got to a stage where things had to change, and uh, I discussed at board level that the, the back four needed to improve, and we've done a lot of coaching on them. It's nice to see them not conceding from open play in the last three matches. The two goals we conceded had been fouls, but fouls by midfielders and forwards. Uh, so the back four's shaped up. There's a bit more consistency in our midfield. We've got lots of different dimensions there. You know whether we want to play with Harry as a holder or Bowen Matty as attacker. You know you've got Jimmy and Gary, and then you've got like Darren coming to life on the left. You've got Callum Mantak being on fire on the right and Adam Thomas, Ben McKenna. So we're looking very, very strong as a group. Everybody's moving towards full fitness. We know we need to work Adam back to his best and Matty needs to get back up the speed and Sam Minahan's on his way back. So the squad's looking strong at the moment and you know it's been a tireless uh, exercise the last couple of months looking at players to improve us and to be honest with you, I still think we've got a fantastic group of players and uh, I want to get more out of them. And, uh, but I think it's going to be very hard to find any better out there available than what we've currently got. So, And I think we've seen that in that we have the top goal scorer, the highest scorer, number 10. We we're we were, a were, were attacking team and at the moment we've got the defence. The balance is right. Um, what we need to do now is just move, take one game at a time, move into the next one, make it a, 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 an extended series of unbeaten uh, games without losing, another win back to back 10 points out of four it starts looking like the stats are improving we want to just keep cro- closer and closer to that playoffs we know we've got tougher games coming up but it'd be a real we'll be prepared for that challenge uh, and like i said if we finish with the same sort of form we did in January February and March of last year then we'll have a hell of a chance of reaching the playoffs and being effective in them
1: just quickly having a look at training obviously training falls this time of year in between Christmas and New Year do, do the lads still they they come and they train as business as usual albeit the time's a little bit different.
2: Yeah, I mean, the only day that we couldn't do was Christmas Eve. Um, um, but like the, uh, this year it's kind of fallen OK because uh, of the way the games are that we've been able to train Tuesday, Thursday. And, and obviously this being a bit of an odd week, it's Thursday, Saturday. We're speaking after Saturday training. Yeah. But it's our Thursday training session today where we finally, we look at the team and we prepare the team for the intricacies of the next match Um No, it's been fine. Last year, we we had to make training over the Christmas period, Monday to Wednesday. Uh, People didn't realise that during the winter of last year, we weren't able to use our full-size pitch. Most of our work was done inside, and I was getting criticised for not being able to get effective corners. Uh, And we were on five-a-side pitches for uh, nearly a whole month over um, the Christmas period last year. This year... St. Paul's and Aquinas today have, have opened up their facilities and it's been fantastic. Lads have been able to train on good quality surfaces uh, and prepare really well for matches. So, and I think they're starting to the show in games how well prepared they are. So, hopefully, we we'll bring that into Monday's game. Um, start of a new year, a new year where we've, we, we're we excited about what we can achieve at this club uh, in the next 6, 12, 18 months.
1: It should be an exciting year for the fans, of course, with the playoffs in sight. Yes, and happy new year to everybody. Thank you very much.
0: So, Chris, another straightforward game on paper, but um, one that became very hard, really. County were looking good. Callum Mantak scored a goal, went into half-time, 1-0 up. And then it wasn't as if it was hard for County, but it wasn't a procession either. And a 1-0 win, as I said on air, uh, on the show, a 1-0 is my least favourite score when you're actually in a match. But then when you get to the end and you've won 1-0, you've got the three points and that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Martin. It is all that matters. As long as you get over that three-point line, then you know you're you're happy with the performance. But that being said, all too similar to the Curzon Ashton game, uh, County one-nil up at half time, looking good, unable to to make it two or three and capitalise and really put teams away. And I think that's something that the Gaffer will be working on. Um, obviously, it's it's a horrible. Injury that's happened to uh, to Callum Mantak. You know we're not going to see him again certainly this season, um, and that kind of soured it a little bit. But it now means that Jim also has to reshuffle his pack because Callum, well, everyone I think was integral on on Saturday against Alfreton. Callum played a real strong part, and that of course got the goal. Um, so we now move into the next game against Alfreton and have to change things around a little bit. So plenty to think about. But like you say, we got the three points. It's now important that we learn from that uh, and go and do the job a bit better this time, get a couple more goals, uh, but ultimately take the three points again.
0: And a special mention for Darren Stevenson. I know you think he's been playing so well lately and he's such an integral part of the team
1: yeah you've you've got to say darren stevenson uh has been key to you know the two performances in the last week and it, before before the Curzon game if you remember when we were in the, um, when we were in the pub in the spinning top with jim we even said the one to watch this week will be darren stevenson you know matty warburton is getting ready to return from injury he'd been training the week before uh, we knew that Darren was a player that had delivered in the past, we knew he was capable of it, and he was getting to that time where he had to start delivering, so he was the one to watch, if you remember back. And it was almost like he'd listened to this podcast, because he uh, he really took it into his stride, and all of a sudden, it was like we got this new player from nowhere, who's... He's, he's having shots, he's taking people on, he's scoring goals, and you think, this is fantastic, this is exactly what we're looking for, and fair play to him, if if he can crack on now, Jason can keep scoring the goals, and if Matty comes back in the form that he was in before his injury, we've got a hell of a front line.
0: So does that mean um, Darren was your player of the week?
1: Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no other place to look, is there, um, the, the the man of the week, you know the, the player of the week, has to be Darren Stevenson. Not just because of his performances in the Curzon-Ashton game and Alfredson game, but all that preceded that. And I've got to hold my hands up here as well. John and myself saying on air just before Curzon-Ashton, has Darren got to start delivering now? And we said, yes, he did. And he did. Um, we said he had to start performing. There's going to be people breathing down his neck. We said we didn't want Matty Warburton just to be able to waltz back into the team. And Darren, albeit the injury to Callum, might change things anyway but Darren certainly gave the gaffer something to think about there's no other place you can look maybe the only other player of the week you could kind of tip a cap to if you like Ben Hinchliffe kept us in that game against Alfreton. a couple of tremendous saves but one in particular when Alfreton are through one on one and he pulls off a sublime piece of goalkeeping uh, to keep County in front just as important as a goal Uh, so Ben Hinchliffe special mentions him but yeah there's only one player that we can give it to this week. And that's Darren Stevenson.
0: And who's your one to watch for New Year, for New Year's Day, for the uh, reverse fixture against Alfredton?
1: One to watch is going to be interesting. Uh, all over the park, you can say, uh, how do we see him doing? How do we see him doing? I'm actually going to say my one to watch is Harry Winter. Because Harry came off, he'll been disappointed to have come off at half-time against Alfreton. I actually thought he, he was having quite a good game. Yes, he missed the tackle that got the book in, for him and yes he did have his pocket picked uh, which led to an Alfredton chance but you have to give Alfredton some credit there I think for the way they closed him down and he was given the ball in a bit of a tight spot anyway. He's been improving for me Harry Winter since coming back into the team he's he's offered something that we don't really have he has he has his own unique way so for me the one to watch this week I'm going to go with Harry Winter.
0: Happy New Year from the County Life Podcast.